You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I don't know. I just feel like I'm trying. I feel like I'm making some inroads in the NBA world, and it just like feels nice to be going deeper in one subject and everyone's been really welcoming. And I just like, I want to know if you think that there's any way I could be, I don't know, just like immersing myself more. Were you talking to me? Jesus Christ, we got to do this every day, don't we? Mm. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Every single day, I mean. I can't do this anymore. I quit. Hey, uh, great show for you today. Today, we're going to talk to Mo Dakil. He's one of my good friends. He's a former video coordinator with the Clippers and the Spurs. And he does some really good stuff on the internets with his One More Thing video series. We'll get to know him a little bit because he's going to be someone who's going to be helping us a lot here on Oddball. And then a little bit later, Charlotte and I... I have no content, so we have to go to Reddit to find the content, like every other show does. Look, sorry to pull back the curtain and let you guys know that everyone's a fraud out here when it comes to coming up with new ideas. We all go to Reddit, but that's what we do. But first, let me say hello to Charlotte, who, oh, you're already on Reddit. Look at that. Yeah, I'm on Reddit right now. I actually live in NBA Reddit now because it's the summer. So if you want content, you have to go to NBA Reddit to find it. It's an incredible resource. Highly recommend. Uh, I mean, I know we don't have time for literally anything right now because we have, what, two minutes and 30 seconds. Um, But I have to read you something DeAndre Ayton said um, because he is... I mean, you know the Suns. So he said, I can feel the whole world hating me in a way. That was Mm. a terrible reading job. Can I do that again? I'm going to. Yeah, why not? So DeAndre Ayton said, I can feel the whole world hating me in a way. Mm. I'm the guy a lot of people point at and I see it and I feel it. But mainly what I've been working on five to six days a week since we've lost is just motivating myself to change the narrative of what people think about me. Um, What do you think about that? Do you think people hate DeAndre Ayton? No, I think there's expectations on him because he was a number one overall pick and he's got all the tools to be a great player and he's not. Because he comes up short, and that's what's happening. Look, dude, if you think this is hate, man, man, I have to sit down with, like, Carmelo Anthony or Chris Paul or LeBron James and listen to some of the things people said about them throughout their career. What's happening to him pales, pales in comparison. Yeah, my mom once told me something, which is nobody's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. And I feel like maybe that applies to DeAndre Ayton here. But, hey, DeAndre, no one's thinking about me either, so it's really not an issue. Yeah, real fortune cookie wisdom from Mama Wilder. All right, when we come back, Mo Dakil, right here on Oddball. Welcome back to Oddball, a.k.a. my recurring nightmare of just being trapped in Las Vegas and doing the same show over and over and over again. It is now November. I don't know (laughs) if you guys know this. I'm still in Vegas. I'm still at Summer League. Charlotte, 
I'm also still in Vegas, still at Summer League. I think I asked you earlier, what if Summer League never ended? And now we know what it looks <laughs> like. <laughs> it looks like this. We're joined by Mo Dakil. Mo, you are a former video coordinator with the Clippers and the Spurs. You now have a wonderful video series that you do called One Mo Thing on your socials, which are at Mo.Keel underscore NBA on both yes. Instagram and Twitter. Don't ask me to spell it. It's on the screen somewhere here. Hopefully, okay? hopefully like here-ish. Right. Wherever you guys want to put it. I don't care. <laughs> I just I just want to get it's, through. It's been, it's been months. You've been here forever. <laughs> so, Mo. I don't think I've ever asked you this question except the time we did this segment and it didn't record at all. <laughs> but how did you get your start in the NBA? Should we break down that film? No. Should we, should should we, we put that, that silent film? And Mo's like, well, here's where I said this, but you can't hear it. All right. Uh, so I started out as a student manager at USC. And one day just had to drive one of our senior players to a draft workout. He was being worked out by Neil O'Shea, Tim Gergerich, and the whole – this is when Neil was a workout guy. Right. This is prior to him working for the Clippers and being their GM and all yeah, that stuff. Exactly. Like, he was an assistant. His contract would end. He'd be a workout guy in the summer. In the summer then yep. be, get re-upped. That was basically how they got around the rules. I get to the gym. Somebody didn't show up who needed to help with the workout. <laughs> and there's – Neil's looking around. And he has a whole bunch of NBA coaches in there. And he's, right. I'm not going to help – I'm not going to ask them. But then there's this guy right here who's dressed in the coach's uniform of yep. the nice little polo and khaki shorts. Did, which, it, did it have anything on it? Was oh, it like SC, a USC? USC. Yeah, USC. Yeah, yeah. USC. Good. And then the Nike swoosh on the other side. Sick. So, yeah. And Neil asks me to come help. I'm like, sure, no problem. Help with this whole workout. Who are the players in the workout? You know what? It was actually like a second round workout okay. back in the day, so I don't remember. But the guy I brought over was Jeff McMillan, nicknamed oh, Tank. Yeah. yeah. I remember Jeff. Yeah. And then so – I helped out with that workout. After the workout, Neil comes up to me. Oh, thank you so much for helping out. I'm like, hey, man, can I come back? Right. And he just looks at me and says, I can't pay you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. You don't have to pay me. I just want to come here and learn. Yeah. So I spent the entire summer working with Neil and Tim Gergerich, and we we're working out guys like Jason Capono, Carlos Boozer, Kobe Kim comes through right. the gym every now and then. We had like a whole well, different level of guys kind of come through. Eventually, after I graduate, Neil invites me into the Clippers. I just want to point out one of the names he says, Tim Gergerich, who <laughs> is widely considered the best player development coach in the history of basketball. He used to do a camp right here in Vegas that uh, players had to be invited to come be a part wow. of. And if they were, they had to bring with them a coach or a workout guy from the team. So had, basically to chaperone them in and help run this, these clinics. But Gerg's camp was a big deal. And a lot of guys owe a lot of money to Tim Gergerich for getting better at the game. So that's a pretty that's, big deal. You awesome. knew when you walked in and, wow, I'm working with Gerg. That's a big deal. I, it, the funnier side of it is, so after that, I do ball boy stuff for the, the Lakers during that time when I was right. in college, like preseason stuff. Mm -hmm. And the whole time the I was locker working room with, attendant. Yeah, locker room attendant, yeah, excuse a, me. And the, the, the whole time when I was working out in the summer, all he would call me was young fella, young fella. Yeah. We're playing Denver. Tim's working with uh, Coach Carl. Yep. I see him. I'm excited. I go run up. I'm like, hey, Coach Gerg. He's like, hey, Mo, how you doing? I was like, holy crap. He knows <laughs> oh, my, my name. name. <laughs> the whole time I thought he was going to be like, hey, young fella. <laughs> you low self-esteem bastard. No. Yes. So <laughs> you, you, you're working for Neil in these workouts, and eventually Neil gets a full-time job in the front office yes. with the Clippers as the director of player personnel. Director of player personnel. All right. He brings me in to be a, a video room intern, mm -hmm. and my main responsibility was to draft. Got it. And then for the next two to three years, 
worked on the draft stuff mainly. Did Helped out with team stuff, but the main focus was the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for all these kids that are coming out here playing. Right. Yep. At one point, Mo, you were telling me about the how the technology has changed from that point to now. How you, you used to have to – would you bring it to all the coaches' houses, the, the video? Oh, physical, yeah. yeah. Physical yeah, media. I mean, yeah. Dropping – at that time, it was DVDs, but dropping off DVDs all the time. There was uh, – Amin knows very well of the – probably when the team arrives at night, bringing a, a hard drive and a DVD of the games that they need for the next morning and so on and meeting the plane at 1 or 2 in the morning wow. and doing all sorts of kind of weird stuff. Charlotte, hell hath no fury. Like a video coordinator who has to make 20 copies oh. and the DVD duplicator craps out oh my God. So 87% bad. into the burn and you got to start it all over again. It is awful. So how do you end up in San Antonio? So oddly enough, I worked with James Borrego at a random basketball camp years, years ago. Right. JB becomes the head video coordinator with the Spurs. He sees me one day in the Clipper locker room. He's like, Mo, what are you yeah. doing here? And then eventually, after a couple of years, he says, hey, I got an open spot on the in the video room. I want to bring you in. I interview with Coach Budenholzer. Boom, get the job, and I'm going to San Antonio, summer of 2009. So you're working for Greg Popovich. What's something that people don't know about Greg Popovich? Like something... Or something they have a wrong uh, assumption about him about? I think if you just go based on the interviews and what we see in the press conferences, you would just think he is a grumpy, grumpy dude. Yeah. <laughs> this man loves a good prank. And he loves to play it on people's first day in the office. Mm. Let me guess. Got me good. No, <laughs> not Mo. He, he got me good. Sweet Mo. It's, I, so the whole process with San Antonio is I never interviewed with Coach Pop. Okay. So I go ahead and I fly in. I still haven't met Pop. Get into the video room. Slowly the video room empties out. It's just me. And then Pop comes walking in looking for JB going, hey, JB. Oh, looks around. Video room's empty and he sees me and he's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and right then and there, I just turn completely pale and I just go, oh, um, um, I'm the new video room assistant. Uh, uh, Mo DeKeel. All that stuff. He's like, what? No, nobody tells me. <laughs> I'm the team. I'm only the team president here. Nobody's going to tell me anything here. Like, we're just going to hire whoever the hell we want. And then he storms off. I immediately turn around and say, okay, I just start looking for flights back home. Job's over. About a minute later, Pop comes running back in. Oh, I'm just kidding. I know New York gives me a big old hug. And I just, you know, in my heart was like, don't ever do that again, please. It's pretty good that he left you hanging for a minute. That's how you know he's committed to the bit. Yeah. And you just sit in there sweat. I mean, I had enough time to go on Southwest.com and start. That you actually a, did to start looking for a flight back. <laughs> like, what's the? How quickly can I get out of here? Can I walk to LA? Is that a possibility? <laughs> yeah. I love how there was no party. There was like, let me check back with JB and like, yeah. what happened. No, I was like, just like, you know what? It was a good run <laughs> while it lasted. Yeah, you're like, pop just fired me, which is a badge of honor in and of itself. So we'll roll with it. So it's a weird thing because you work with Pop. You were in San Antonio. What years? 2009 to 2011. Yeah, there's something that happened in there. Like, what was it that happened in 2010? Huh. Did it have? Were you? Oh, I don't. You I don't remember such a thing. Yeah, a no, bit, I don't. Little, the Suns, little Phoenix Suns huh. sweep. Uh, I, I blocked that all out. Yeah, that didn't. Uh, that didn't happen. Mm. I just remember beating Dallas in the first round. Well, congratulations <laughs> for that. Thanks <laughs> Good for, work. Thanks Good for work, continuing Mom. to play Richard Jefferson all those minutes. We loved it when he was on the floor. We had players begging referees not to call fouls on him because we wanted him on the floor. But Mo, now that you transitioned from being a video coordinator to breaking down video, talking about the game from a media standpoint. What has Pop talked to you about this? And what is his take on Mo in his next chapter? 
Well, it's it's. I've come to the dark side. Yeah. I've I've I Welcome. have now. Welcome, yeah. yeah, exactly. I've crossed the line. It's. I, I like to think of it more of field of dreams. When you when when you the, went through the cornfield, Moonlight Graham crosses over to help the the, the little girl. He can't dumb, come back. Dumb movie, by the way. Stupid movie. Um, you wow. went back to the Clippers, though. I did in tw- so twenty eleven. We have the lockout. Right. I go back home. I go to Team Australia for a little bit. Come back home. Work with. The, Unemployed. Yeah. Lockout ends. A couple days later, I get to connect with Vinny Del Negro, former Spur. Right. Nah, there and is. that's mm. that's the connection. And then I I, I get join, get back to the Clippers just in time for the fun times. Get Chris Paul. We have Chauncey Billis. We have Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. All the good times. Yeah, all the good times indeed. Now, you mentioned <laughs> Team Australia. You were on the staff for Team Australia with Brett Brown. Yes. Right. What was that like? Oh, that was an amazing experience. And it's, it was just funny because Brett Brown was the head coach of the Australian national team. All through my f- year working with him, he would ask me to do just side projects or whatever. And he'd take care of me yeah. on the side and all those things. And then just one day he calls me into the office after the playoffs and he says, so I think you fly into Australia this day. <laughs> and, you know, we got the World Cup in Turkey. So you'll need a, like right. an open-ended flight out of Turkey around this time yeah. in, in August. And I'm like, pardon me. Um, what? <laughs> and he's like, I've cleared it with Pop. I've cleared it with RC. They actually really want you to take this, you know, opportunity. Come, come work with us, team Australia. And I loved every bit of it. I actually, I wrote a profile of Brett Brown because uh, my family's from Maine. He's from Maine, and uh, he was. Where's your he, accent? Uh, well, I wrote a. I was southern. Oh, my wow. Brain, <laughs> give me one sec. Hey, I, I uh, wrote a profile on Brett Brown. That's how they sound in Maine. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the Maine, and it's like it's like a cross between Boston and Australian. So Tim Duncan used to call say that he, he a Australian accent. It's true though. It was a full on Australian accent. It was. It's a wild. weird one. It's, it's I've never heard anything it, like it. It, it. it never fit anywhere else. So, all these stories, Mo, that you're telling, Brett Brown, Vinny Del Negro, James Borrego, uh, Mike Boonholzer. What is it about San Antonio that puts out so many people? Were coaches and front office execs all over the uh, league. Well, one, I think for the longest time, they were the standard bearer of how an organization right. should be run. Uh, and I think that leads to other people saying, hey, I want to take from you and I want to pull from there. And it goes back to just everybody understands if I'm taking something from a great organization, hopefully some of that will rub off. And we've seen some of that. Oklahoma City has a ton of right. Spur- former Spurs guys. And the, the coaching tree has kind of devo- evolved in a way where now it's almost out of control it's almost a forest but we're seeing it also with like steve kerr with yeah. golden state yeah alvin gentry goes back goes to new orleans gets right. another head coaching job mike brown all that yeah. stuff we're seeing that kind of happen when luke walton the league yeah. luke walton the league once you're good everybody starts taking your guys all right i can't let you go we can't without getting into donald t sterling you work for the clippers in the height of <laughs> Sterling mania, right when the tape dropped with him talking shit about Magic Johnson <laughs> to be Stiviano. Give me one good Donald T story. So it's a story where right before the tape drops, and I'm mm-hmm. literally talking matter of days, we are on the team flight to Golden State. The series is 1-1. We're going to fly over there for game three. All of a sudden, and the way the team plane is set up, the players are in the front. The coaches have a bunch of tables in the middle, and everybody else is in the back. All of a sudden, all the coaches start running to the back because Donald Sterling has just randomly shown up. He hadn't been on one road trip the entire season. Mm. Shows up for that one. Comes up. 
One of the assistant coaches convinces me to go leave my seat yeah. and go well sit up there. Nice hazing. Yeah, it was it was it was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> I sit down, then realize what I caddy corner to Donald Sterling. So my back's to the cockpit. Sterling's basically just right there. And the side note is, I don't like to fly. So when I fly, before I start, I usually pull out the Quran and read a couple verses and then put it away right before takeoff right. or right during takeoff. We're about to take off. I reach for my Quran. As I reach for my Quran, I see Donald Sterling. I start pulling out. I said, it's just a short flight. We should be fine. I put it back down and just sit there and saying, probably smart. We should be all right. This one ride. <laughs> yeah, because at the, the, the one thing that's, I guess people don't really understand. We all knew right. about Donald Sterling at that the point. The whole league knew. The right. whole league. It, he had a deposition in 2006 that leaked. We got all the information yeah. we really needed. When, yeah. that, when that tape dropped, I remember saying, Huh, that Donald T. Like, if someone asked me, well, what are they going to do about it? I said, nothing. No. Yeah. We already knew. No, no one's learning this for the first time. Right. I guess that goes to show how much I know. Mo, I look forward to bringing you back and talking some actual hoop instead of your boring ass life story. Wow. This is oddball. I liked it. We I got, liked it. Uh, Thank you, Charlotte. No, no, no. Come no, on. No. We started out so nice. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Oddball, Charlotte Wilder, Amino Hassan. Charlotte, it's time to play our favorite game. Ooh, hide and seek? No, the segment where one of us reads something off of NBA Reddit and the other one has to react to it. That it's is our favorite game. We love really, this game. Really accurately named and very concise. concise. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I got you. Today's Reddit post comes from three years ago. Okay. It's a different time. COVID was all the rage. Hmm. People were staying indoors, social <laughs> distancing, all those things. But the question is... Would Zion Williamson have the same level of hype if his name was Herbert Bartholomew? <laughs> That's so good. He, he goes on to say, if he didn't have such a cool name, uh-huh. would he have gotten the same level of attention he has these last few years? Would it change things at all? What do you think? I do. I think it would have changed things a lot because I think that your name dictates a lot of how you behave through your life. Really? Yeah. So I think that if his name were Herbert Bartholomew, yeah. he would have gone through life with that name. It wouldn't be like he was Zion Williamson playing in college and then suddenly he gets to the league and right. he's Herbert. Like, no, he's Herbert from birth. Herbert Bartholomew right. is such a different vibe from Zion Williamson. You think you could, Herbie on the court? Herb Bartholomew? Playing, a little kid playing by Herb. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Like, he was like, I hear Herbert Bartholomew. I'm Herbert Bartholomew. And he's still, I'm still imagining, a, you know, 6'8". Yeah. Oh, he's still physically three, himself. 50. Stop. What, what, I'm just ballpark. And, but like with glasses on. And he's like, uh, would you like to play with my toys, my uh, my action figures? They're not toys. You know, like I could see Herbert Bartholomew being that guy, right? Yeah, totally. I could also see... I could see it going the other way, though. I could see him feeling like he had such a nerdy name that he had yes. to be even tougher and play even harder. So maybe maybe he would be Galaxy Brain. Maybe Zion Williamson would actually be a better basketball player if his wow. name was Herbert Bartholomew. What'd you say? And then he gets <laughs> yeah, mad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, come at me. I'm right. Herb. Wow. Okay. So you said you feel like the name really dictates. Mm-hmm. What did your name do for you? What is Charlotte Wilder... Because your name was Charlotte Wilder, what yeah. did that make you become? Well, we know what you it became. It made me believe that I could one day sit on a desk hosting Oddball with Amin El Hassan. Right. No, it did. It made me. It was like a 19. Sounds like I'm a 19th century novelist. I was always going to be a writer. Uh, I mean, I had you more as like the owner of like a, a bookstore that mm. sells only like antique books mm. myself. But mm. uh, it's I, same. I, I might argue a similar. So if your name vibe. was like Brandy McMillan. What would you be? I would have my own line of fast fashion. Teresa Randisbottom. Teresa Randisbottom. I would be um, a biologist, a a marine biologist. Lucille Camacho. Oh, I'd be a singer. Veronica Victor. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be (laughs) a a Marvel character. I'd be an actor. Tammy Lee Prisbeluski. Oh, I would be an evangelical preacher. Really? Yeah, I would okay, have. Like would Tammy be, Lee Baker? Yeah. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Creative. <laughs> good name. Okay, what if your name were Sigmund Desmond? Oh, uh, professor, college professor. Of what? Theology. Okay. Um, what if your name were Andrew Stinkerton? 
Oh, I'd be the class clown. <laughs> well, but what would you do? And they call, and they call me stink. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, and the teachers always say, oh, if he applied himself more, <laughs> he could be so much better. But he only does is disrupt the class. And uh, when asked, like, don't you want to go to college? Like, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I'll just get a job with my buddy's uncle at the at the shipyard or at the scrapyard, and then I, you know, I'll be making enough money to live on my own. I can move out of home. So, but would he end up doing that, or would he actually no, go to college? No, Stink never does anything. He just stays on the couch all day eating potato chips, drinking Mountain Dew, mm. playing video games. Sounds kind of fun. Okay, yeah. what if your name were? Um, it's hard to think of names. No, it's not. Think of one for yourself. For myself? Yeah. Randall Diamond. What does he do? Oh, Randall Diamond is the uh, purveyor of an adult film store. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what about he Harrison? Corre- he, Harris- corre- he corrects people all the time when they try to call him Randy. Like, it's Randall. <laughs> yes. Uh, Harrison Bombard. Harrison Bombard. Oh, three-point shooter. Mm. Bombards away. Woo. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So, Charlotte, if you think about it, what are some other guys that maybe the opposite, right? Like, if we gave them better names, maybe they'd be better players? Mm-hmm. Like, who, who, think of some guys. Like, I, I think about, here's a funny one. Max Struess, uh, he actually has a pretty cool name. Yeah. But he struggled mightily in the playoffs. And I can't help but think that when you miss that many shots in a row, it's kind of stressful. Definitely. So instead of being Max Struess, maybe it would be Min Struess. Like, oh, minimum Struess. Yeah, like minimize <laughs> We want to minimize the Struess. The Struce levels, yeah. Min Struess, yeah. Okay, I, I'll, I'm with it. I right. think, uh, I honestly think that Andrew Wiggins would be even better if he had a slightly flashier name. Dion Wiggins. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I like Dion Wiggins. Dion Wiggins or like Lance Wiggins. Lance? I don't like Lance. Speed Wiggins. Fast Wiggins. Fast Wiggins. No, I got a buddy whose actual name is Fast. Fast. Shout out to Fast Clay. That's That's his his name. name Fast Clay. Is he in the NBA? No, he's not. He He needs to be, right? Yeah. But Fast Wiggins, I kind of like it. Right. Okay, here's one for you. This guy struggled a lot. Jordan Poole, Mm -hmm. right? He could definitely use a different name. Oh, for sure. Right. Instead of Jordan Poole, how about this? Brandon Strong. Yes. Right? Brandon Strong. It, you know, it, it speaks, you know, it, it, it's got some gravitas to it. Yeah, if his name is Brandon Strong, he the Draymond stuff doesn't even happen. Right. You won't even get approached like Absol- that. No, My never. Brandon, you want to try Brandon Strong? Yeah, oh, okay. No, you no don't. Way. Here's, um, here's a guy that struggles sometimes or mm-hmm. a lot in high-profile situations. Yep. James Harden, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think the James part. Brings him down, makes him feel like a lot older, less stressful. Like I don't want to go Jimmy Harden because that does that's the opposite. Makes him infantilized. I have one. Mm-hmm. Jam. 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 Jam Harden. Jam Harden. I like it. That's really good, right? That's a good one. No, Jam Think Harden. Jam Harden. Right. I always thought that Jam should be a nickname for James. Now you're a Celtic fan. Yeah. They struggled mightily in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Who are you gonna? Who am I gonna fix? Yeah. Well, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, he's. Kind of didn't have the best showing, right? Especially when he tried to dribble with his left hand. Mm. So I'm thinking, if we called him Lefty, I was just gonna say that Lefty Brown. I don't think anyone would force him to his left because, like, yo, his name's Lefty. Why would we do that? Lefty Brown is really, really good. Yeah. I, I also, I have one. I have a, I'm on the fence about Peyton Pritchard. 
Oh, no, yeah, we got to change is, that one. I think we got to change. But also, I feel like maybe it's working for him. No, I mean, it, it, yeah. Like, it, it's on it brand. It's, yeah. But I think he, he didn't get on the floor most of the time in the right, playoffs. So right. maybe if his name was something else. Instead of Peyton Pritchard, how about? Oh, I have it. Mm -hmm. Richard Pritchard. That's a nice end to the segment right there. We come back, more oddball. Thanks for watching Oddball. I'm extremely thirsty, so I'm just going to get some water right here downstairs. Oh, my God. He didn't. <laughs> you can see your freaking arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>